When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A lot of things don't make sense. Inflation doesn't make sense. Totally unnecessary. That was caused by oil. That was caused by energy prices. Now it's caused by everything. Now it's beyond that. But you look at that. Open borders don't make sense, John. I mean, you probably sit there as somebody with great common sense and very smart, and you probably looked at that and say, it's not possible that somebody could want to do this. We have millions of people pouring into our country. We have no idea where they're from, and many of them come from prisons from lots of other countries. They're prisoners, and they're, they're hardened, dangerous people, and, you know, that doesn't make sense. I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. The great Donald Trump, once again, courtesy of Cats at Night. Tremendous interview. My uh, dear friend and colleague, John Katsimatidis, did yesterday. Paying homage all morning long. I played the cuts about uh, 100 times. No one told me to do that, just so you know. There was no mandate. Make sure you play Cats' cuts. I just thought it was great. And I didn't hear it live because I was on WFN at the time. But I heard about it as soon as I left. And I listened to it at home yesterday, and I was like, oh, my God, this is great. They covered everything. I would imagine you, the great congressman, great congressman, Homeland Security, just I would say alongside Woody Giuliani, the greatest politician ever in New York. That's how good he was. And now he's a, a huge talent here at this station and a dear friend, Peter King. I think you'd agree, Peter. That was a great interview. Catch it with Trump yesterday. Yeah, I was actually with John. I was co-hosting last night with Lydia and with uh, Craig Eaton and Ed Cox. And uh, no, I mean, Do you say Trump Ed Koch? Isn't he dead? Cox. Oh, Ed Cox. You Jewish guys, I don't know. Otherwise, maybe Ed Koch would make the top fifty. You know? Oh, for sure, sure. Oh, so you were there during this whole conversation? Yeah, I was. And John, when John was really pleased with it, and again, I, I wish Donald Trump would listen to himself on that. He was so direct. Uh, he didn't go off on tangents about the 2020 election. He didn't start talking about Republicans he didn't like. He just stayed focused. And everything he said, I mean, no one could honestly disagree with anything he said. No. Whether you're Democrat or Republican, you go down the line, every point he made was valid. And I just wish he would focus like that. And that's that's what the American people want to hear right now. So, no, he was uh, – and every point he made. I mean, listen, Joe Biden, what he's done with oil as far as energy, and Trump is right. That was really – the basis of all of how the inflation started. That needs to be with the supply chain. It raised the price of goods everywhere besides the price of the gas tanks. And now he's bringing, uh, Biden is bringing down the oil prices by depleting the uh, strategic oil reserve. Right. I mean, this is, yeah. uh, we're just going in the wrong direction all around. And I just wish Donald Trump would focus on those issues that made him a very, very successful president. Well, you know, you've been saying that for a long time. Bill O'Reilly says that to Trump all the time. Even guys like me and Bernie have been saying it here for a long time. Stop talking about 2020. We get it. We agree with you. Something was wrong. There's no doubt about it. But stop it. Maybe he's turning the corner or no chance. I I, I would hope so. I mean, because he was on. I mean, John had him on for quite a while. 
And I thought the longer I went, you know, any second he's going to go off into a tirade about uh, <laughs> 2020 or about Liz Cheney or about some guy he doesn't like. But no, he stayed so focused and he really sounded presidential. And listen, he has a great record to run on. To me, he was an excellent president and a poor candidate in 2020. I mean, he should have, that race should not have been close. Now, you factor in the media was partial to Joe Biden. Uh, you know, the media is totally anti-Trump. In spite of that, I, I think he, again, should have done better than he did as far yeah. as the election. But whatever. I mean, you know, we got to go forward. So there's a couple of things you can count on every day in life, Peter King. Death, taxes, and Sid is going to find a way to vilify Eric Adams. And I do that with great pride because I think I speak on behalf of most New Yorkers who were sold a bill of goods that doesn't exist. He told you all the right things. He still does. He says all the right things. He looks sharp, but he does nothing. The city is crumbling. He even goes to Puerto Rico when his own city is falling apart. Tell me that I'm too tough on Eric Adams. No, I think you serve a real role here. I'm, I'm not giving up on Eric Adams only because we have no choice for the next three years. But I think it's important. But wait a, so wait a second. Right we, we, wait a second. We have no choice for presidency either. But all you guys have no problem kicking Joe Biden in the teeth. No, I'm saying it's important to be critical. And what you're doing is serving a real purpose. On the other hand, you have people like John Katzmatidis who try to reach out to persuade him. So we need both. Because, listen, I agree with you. With, you know, when Bill de Blasio was there, there was no hope at all. I think what Adams is, I have great faith in his police commissioner. He's made some key appointments, or she has, within the police department. But he is not doing the job. There's no doubt about it. You shouldn't be in Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic when people are getting mugged and raped and shot and killed in, in New York City. And this is a real crisis. And it goes beyond even the people that are being attacked. I mean, there's so many people are afraid to go in the city. Yeah. I mean, I was... I, I was, you know, a dinner uh, last night. People were saying they would not let their daughters, their sons take the subways. And these are kids 16, 17, 18 years old. And that's the way it was maybe years ago. But you go back to, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the subways were the safest place in New York City. So, no, he has to get on this. He's got to realize that it takes more than just talking about it. He's got to let the cops do the uh, let them do their job, let the commissioner do what she wants to do, go forward. I mean, this is... Uh, uh, we are right now on the brink of collapse. So, no, you keep attacking him. I think it's important to do that. But I think also we have to have people trying to reach out to him to bring him around. Say, hey, if you want a quiet sit down, here's what you got to do. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, That's you, funny. You know, it serves. It's like, you know, Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside. That's funny. No, no, you're right. No, you need, you need both because, you know, at the end of the day, whether it's me being critical of Eric or John trying, trying to defend Eric, Sid and John want the same thing. Right. I mean, we want our city to be safe and we want right. New York City to be the best city again. So we, we come from the same place. We want the same thing at the end. I'll tell you this. This kind of surprised me till I read this. So yesterday, these two police unions endorsed Hochul and Zeldin. And I was shocked, Peter, that Hochul got endorsed by any union. She did. The PBA of New York State, smaller than Zeldin's uh, endorsement, which came, of course, from the whole police deal there. But... um. She got endorsed by the PBA, and I read the article, and it goes on to say, this follows a 2% pay bump approved by the governor as part of a new contract that expires on the eve of April 1st, next year's budget deadline. So these folks at the PBA decided to endorse her because of a 2% hike? That's weak. 
Yeah, that's certainly the way it seems. But I, listen, I am going to guarantee that you'll find almost every major PBA uh, throughout the state, throughout New York City, Nassau County, Suffolk County, uh, Westchester, England, all these PBAs, they will endorse Lee Zeldin. Again, like, y- yesterday was the, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yesterday was the police conference that endorsed Lee Zeldin. Yeah, and, right, and the conference includes many, many, many uh, more cops than the state PBA. Again, that seems to be going uh, right in line with the raise they got. But I'm saying I'm, I, I can't speak for all the PBAs in New York City. I will be very, very surprised if they don't endorse Lee Zeldin. Nassau County, Suffolk County, we're talking about the overwhelming, I would say, 95% of cops in this state are going to vote for Lee Zeldin, and almost every PBA and police organization it, it, you know, is going to support him. Listen, in 2020, when it was a lot more difficult to do, guys like Pat Lynch from New York City PBA strongly endorsed Donald Trump. I, I, I think all of these really dedicated cops, they're going to stand with Lee. They realize what this is about. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, I, I'm talking to more and more people, not, not just people who are ideological or people who are, you know, uh, diehard Republicans. There's ordinary people think if we don't win this time around, yeah. when's going to be the next chance we get this opportunity? I mean, this is yeah. Yeah. right now. I mean, the state and the state and city are on the verge of collapse. And uh, so I was, I'm just uh, I'm with Lee all the way. I think Lee is making great inroads. His new TV commercials out there, the ones that are supporting him are phenomenal. And I, I've said this to people that, you know, they feel sorry for Lee because Kathy Hochul is attacking him and they're putting his face on the screen. They keep mentioning his name, what a terrible person he is. That, to me, shows how nervous Hochul and the Democrats are. You never mention your opponent's name. You never show his face <laughs> unless you think that you're in trouble yourself. So, I mean, you, I never remember, and listen, I love Rob Astorino. I don't re- remember Cuomo ever attacking him or bothering with him, going after Mark Molinaro. Interesting. Because Cuomo was confident he was going to win. Right. And it was unfortunate, but he did. But now Hochul must be seeing her own polling, that she's in big trouble. And that's why, listen, she's given Lee more publicity than he ever could have gotten on his own. So that was a, really a plus, but it showed that she's panicking. Now Lee's ads are coming out. He can build on that, and it's time for people to really just get out and work and get it done and don't bitch and complain after – you know, November 8th, oh, God, how, you know, same old thing. It didn't, nobody want, no. If you get out and work and work hard, talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors, buck up every now and then, the league can and should win this. I love that analysis right there, and that comes from experience. Great job there, uh, Peter, great job. So um, I don't know about you, a lot of you guys, you come to the office, and because, you're, you know, you're wealthy and big shots, you walk out the doors, and there's like a limo waiting for you. Me, I do an eight-block walk. Every day, Pete, from this office to the Grand Central Terminal to take the train to the ferry. And I have to tell you, I'm not exaggerating. This is Third Avenue, very posh, very lovely. Every single block, every block, there's a homeless person sitting in their own feces, sitting in their own urine. On 44th Street yesterday, some guy was yelling and screaming at me. I just walked by him, didn't even look at him. Every day, and yesterday morning, Driving in with my driver, Freddie, 4.46 a.m., right in the middle of the street on 3rd Avenue and 45th Street, was a vagrant literally sitting in the middle of the street. Do you see this every day in some of the nicest parts of New York City? Yeah, no, it's something that you didn't see for years. Even during the dark days of New York, you, know, you may have had that in certain neighborhoods and certain areas, but now it's everywhere. No, it's, I do see it. You know, my son lives in Manhattan. He's told me, chapter and verse, things have happened with him, what he sees, what's going on, whether it's on the subways or the streets, whatever. 
No, it's really uh, things have gotten really bad, and we got to turn them out. There's not again. It's a it's a violent crime. It's the uh, you know, there's always going to be a certain amount of crime, but like what happened to that poor woman? I oh, mean, that's, that's horrible. Terrible just, uh, to think about that. I mean, that's just uh, yeah. great. And you're right though. You see these. People are, you know, screaming and cursing and uh, <laughs> urinating in the middle of the street. And it just goes on. It's, uh, and it's time, I think, for you know, progressives and liberals to realize that this great society they plan where everyone can do what they want and we shouldn't be imposing our values on other people. In fact, there are certain values a society needs to survive. And what's going on now is going to make it hard for us to survive. And, let, you know, Eric Adams can get on that. He's uniquely situated. He's, he experiences a cop. He's African-American. Uh, he is Democratic Party is right now looking for some kind of real leadership. But again, if he's going to just give in to the wokes, give in to the progressives, it's not going to work. I mean, he's time, you know, time is running out. He's got to do it. It ain't going to happen. As long as that D is in front of his name, that will always be his bias and his agenda. I'm just telling you. Anyway, this is uh, the great Peter King, who, unlike Eric Adams, did love uh, and still loves New Yorkers, cares about this city, and cares about this state. Are well, you? My, my wife is very concerned that you're not going to make Dancing with the Stars. You, <laughs> tan, you know, your tan is slipping away. That's right. And you didn't make the top 50 list. And uh, you may not make Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. Rosemary's right. It's all falling oh, apart. Well, Ron Duguay was on Skating with the Stars in Canada. Yes, he was. Maybe he can put in a word with Dancing with the Stars. You know, it's funny you mentioned Ron Duguay. Lewis, I showed you my Instagram account this morning. And who was liking all my pictures in the middle of the night on my Instagram account? He mentioned Ron Duguay. You didn't show me, but I can take a good guess. Oh, I showed Justin. Yeah. Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Yeah. I, she didn't let me yeah. guess. Well, I knew you okay. knew it. Yeah. Good luck with your tape. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all falling apart, Peter. I know. And I have to go to a Ron Conkama tonight, some, which is a horrible place, but they got a beautiful uh, uh, warehouse there for my next book signing. You coming? I can't make that. Listen, I've gone to enough of your book signings. I go, uh, <laughs> and they get accosted by, uh, what was it, Marianne from Brooklyn, giving me a hard time, and I was uh, terrible, you know. Okay, Marianne from you, Brooklyn. Yeah. The Howard Stern fan, she loves you. Yeah, she loves you. So are you nervous right now, Peter, about the Mets, now the Mets and Braves are tied? I, I wish it wasn't this close. I wish they uh, had made it. But, no, was, you know, Mets can still do it. By the way, Peter Alonso, you know, he is more obvious than Aaron Judge. Yep. And, uh he has 40, 40 homers. He's having a great season. I hope Judge breaks the record, though. I think he's a really solid guy. But the Mets, the guy who they miss, I think it's Starling Monster. They really miss him. He's the one guy with all the players on the Mets. He's the one guy I would want up in the ninth inning. If you that is a great point. Now for a month. You're exactly right, Sterling Monte. That that has really hurt the Mets, no doubt about it. He was on fire before uh, before he got hurt. Well, he's solid. He's just yes. a guy. He does everything, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least in the baseball world, things are, very, are pretty good right now. Every, every place else, it's a mess, but the baseball world is pretty good, right? No, listen, I mean, you know, Yankees and Mets, you have two first-place teams. You have, you know, two RBI leaders. Uh, uh, Alonzo leading the major leagues. Alon, uh, Judge leading the uh, you know, American League. Uh, breaking uh, Ruth's record, tying Maris's record. I mean, this is, uh, this is great stuff. It really is. It's uh we should enjoy that, but on the other hand, we enjoy that, but we can't let the city crumble all, uh, right. all around us. Right. This, we should be the greatest city in the world and, and stay that way. I mean, uh, you, you'll sit at home and you'll watch Judge Pete King break the record, and then you'll go outside to like, go to a place to celebrate it, and somebody will kill you. That's how it goes in New right. York. Right. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I, I, I'm just, I had a great dinner last night with John Cassidy's yeah. and the president of St. Francis College. We went to Bobby Vance. Oh, wow. So the, when, yeah, I was there. 
John is trying to work with the college. It's a real challenge to private schools these days. They're being really hurt by the state. Yeah. And so anyway, it was great to see John in his element there and uh, the president of St. Francis. It was, it, was, it was a good time. And everyone comes in here. They're looking at John. They all recognize him. And on the wall behind him is a big character of him that's been drawn there. So is that so it was right? A great time and what's that? Is, there's a big character of John at at um, at Bobby, Bobby Vance? Vance. Bobby Vance, yeah, the one up at Grand Central at 46. Yeah. By the, the way, that specific Bobby Vance, believe it or not, is Bill O'Reilly's favorite steakhouse in New York City. That one. Wow. How about that? Yeah. He loves it there. Yeah, the owner of Bobby Vance, Joe Smith, he owns about six of them. Yes. I knew him back from his days in Belfast, Northern Ireland. He's a, it's a great American success story. He is a, a huge Sid Rosenberg fan. I don't know that. Everybody I just I, I just I just made it up, Pete. I have Everybody no idea. Except the Jerusalem Post. Everybody <laughs> except the Jerusalem Post. <laughs> Post. I will never read that paper again. That's it. I'm done. For me, it's the Tel Aviv Tribune from now on. Uh, listen, yeah, Pete, you're, you're magnificent. I love you. Thank you for not one but two Great appearances on the Bernie and Sid show this week. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. He's the best. I I love that guy. My kids love him. It's a big uh, Sid Rosenberg fan. (laughs) Danielle loves him. Ava loves him. Gabe loves him. Him and his driver. The red hot Melissa Zim. Oh, we're done with three hours. Yeah. So shoot you in two seconds, by the way, Lou. That's hot. I don't know. Exactly. Uh, we're done with three hours. Oh, look who's here. No Laden. How does he say his name? No, I think he just said it. No yeah. He's in the New York Post today. Katz Matidi's put a picture of Laden in the Post and a, a special announcement. The new news director is the old news director. But it's great to have him back. Congratulations, no, on your uh, New York Post appearance. We'll take a short break. Hour number four of the most listened to news talk show in the country. Bernie and Sid, we're coming right back.